No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Joshua and the children of Israel continued their military campaign and defeat seven kings in the Southland because the Lord fights for them. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Joshua chapter 10 on Simply the Bible. Make no mistake, we are at war. If you ignore it, then you will be easy prey for the enemy. The only way to be victorious is to wholeheartedly engage in the battle. If you show mercy to the enemy, then he will arise to defeat you. And who is this enemy? You have three, the devil, the world, and the flesh. That is your sinful nature. It would be so much easier to blame it on the Russians, the North Koreans, or the Muslims. You may even think that your neighbor or family member is your enemy. Other people may oppose you and be used by the enemy, but our enemy is ultimately Satan. And if you give him a foothold, he will soon take over. Why am I saying all this? Because we are studying the life of Joshua, a military commander who conquered the land of Canaan to give it as an inheritance to Israel. He was successful because he relied upon God and he utterly destroyed the enemy. Joshua did this physically, but we must do the same thing spiritually. Five Amorite kings from central Canaan had come out against Israel, but the Lord gave them all into Israel's hand. We continue in Joshua chapter 10, verse 16. But these five kings had fled and hidden themselves in a cave at Makeda. And it was told Joshua, saying, The five kings have been found hidden in the cave at Makeda. So Joshua said, Roll large stones against the mouth of the cave and set men by it to guard them. This reminds me of when Saddam Hussein hid himself in a pit from the armies that were coming against him. Joshua would deal with these kings as they were hiding in the cave, but first he had to mop up the operation of defeating the armies and cities belonging to these kings. Therefore, Joshua gave orders to his men to guard the entrance to the cave. Verse 19, And do not stay there yourselves, but pursue your enemies and attack their rear guard. Do not allow them to enter their cities For the Lord your God has delivered them into your hand. Then it happened while Joshua and the children of Israel made an end of slaying them with a very great slaughter till they had finished, that those who escaped entered fortified cities. And all the people returned to the camp to Joshua at Makeda in peace. No one moved his tongue against any of the children of Israel. These Amorites, having lost their kings, were fleeing to their cities for protection. Joshua ordered his men to wipe them out before they entered the gates. Some of them got away and entered their cities, but it would only be a matter of time until Israel destroyed them 
since there were so few men to defend the cities, and above all, God was with Israel. All Joshua's men returned to him at Makeda. No one moved his tongue against any of the children of Israel. God gave them a total victory, and no one could say a word against them. Now, understand Joshua's strategy. First, he divided the land by taking out these five kings in central Canaan. That kept the north from helping the south and vice versa. Joshua would then lead a campaign into the south and finally move to the north. Second, he moved swiftly to take the enemy by surprise. Alexander the Great would do the same thing to conquer the Mediterranean world. And General George S. Patton would do the same thing against the Nazis in World War II. Is there a lesson we can glean from this in our warfare? Yes. No army ever won a war by sitting. We must be mobilized against the enemy. Jesus told us to go into all the world. He never told us to sit in our pews until the world comes to us. We cannot be passive about our warfare. We must pursue our enemy until he has no stronghold in which to hide. The good news for us is that Jesus said upon this rock he will build his church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Verse 22, Then Joshua said, Open the mouth of the cave and bring out those five kings to me from the cave. And they did so and brought out those five kings to him from the cave, the king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron, the king of Jarmuth, the king of Lachish, and the king of Eglon. So it was when they brought out those kings to Joshua that Joshua called for all the men of Israel and said to the captains of the men of war who went with him, Come near, put your feet on the necks of these kings. And they drew near and put their feet on their necks. Then Joshua said to them, do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. Be strong and of good courage, for thus the Lord will do to all your enemies against whom you fight. And afterward Joshua struck them and killed them, and hanged them on five trees. And they were hanging on the trees until evening. So it was at the time of the going down of the sun that Joshua commanded, and they took them down from the trees cast them into the cave where they had been hidden, and laid large stones against the cave's mouth, which remain until this very day. What did these five kings think when they were released from the cave? Did they think that they would be set free? Then they were in for a rude awakening. Joshua took no prisoners and showed no mercy. Isn't that rather severe? But Joshua was obeying the Lord who had given the Amorites 400 years to repent. Their practices were unspeakably wicked. If Joshua had let them live, then not only would they destroy themselves and their people, but they would also destroy others, namely God's covenant people of Israel. Now I'm going to say something that will likely offend some people. As a nation and even as the church, we have become lax in dealing severely with sin. We have bought into the idea of tolerance to the point that we no longer distinguish between good and evil. But God is very black and white about these things. 
He is the one who separates light from darkness and good from evil. God is patient, giving people time to repent of their sins, but he hates evil and will ultimately judge and destroy it, as well as those who practice it. When his wrath is poured out upon the earth, there will be no mercy to those who have rejected Jesus Christ and the commandments of God. Joshua told his captains to put their feet on the neck of these kings. This was a demonstration of dominance, but it was also a way to encourage his commanders to be strong. For as they defeated these kings, so the Lord would enable them to defeat all the kings of Canaan, a total of seven nations. After Moses died, God told Joshua to be strong and courageous, and now he was doing the same thing to his men. The Lord encourages us so that we may encourage others. Finally, after Joshua killed the five kings and hung them until evening, he cast them into the cave and piled rocks against the mouth of the cave, which remained a monument of the victory God had given them, uh, even at the time this book of Joshua was written. Joshua then turned to southern Canaan, where he would defeat seven kings and destroy their cities. And we will move through this quickly. Verse 28. On that day, Joshua took Makeda and struck it and its king with the edge of the sword. He utterly destroyed them, all the people who were in it. He let none remain. He also did to the king of Makeda as he had done to the king of Jericho. Then Joshua passed from Makeda and all Israel with him to Libna. And they fought against Libna. And the Lord also delivered it and its king into the hand of Israel. He struck it and all the people who were in it with the edge of the sword. He let none remain in it, but did to its king as he had done to the king of Jericho. Then Joshua passed from Libna and all Israel with him to Lachish, and they encamped against it and fought against it. And the Lord delivered Lachish into the hand of Israel, who took it on the second day and struck it and all the people who were in it with the edge of the sword, according to all that he had done to Libna. Then Horam, king of Gezer, came up to help Lachish, and Joshua struck him and his people, until he left him none remaining. From Lachish Joshua passed to Eglon, and all Israel with him, and they encamped against it and fought against it. They took it on that day and struck it, with the edge of the sword. All the people who were in it, he utterly destroyed that day, according to all that he had done to Lachish. So Joshua went up from Eglon and all Israel with him to Hebron, and they fought against it, and they took it and struck it with the edge of the sword. Its king, all its cities, and all the people who were in it, he left none remaining, according to all that he had done to Eglon but utterly destroyed it and all the people who were in it. Then Joshua returned and all Israel with him to Deber, and they fought against it. And he took it and its king and all its cities. They struck them with the edge of the sword and utterly destroyed all the people who were in it. He left none remaining as he had done to Hebron, so he did to Deber and its king, as he had done also to Libna and its king. Now, God gave them so many victories. I wonder if all this started to become routine for them. But with each military conquest, the army of Israel was gaining confidence in the Lord, in Joshua as their commander, 
and in their own ability to win the Lord's battles. Likewise, God wants to give you victories over the evil in your life. He wants you to conquer areas of your renegade flesh, and He is prepared to enable you to do it if you will trust Him and ask Him for His help and strength. We are more than conquerors through Christ who loves us. Verse 40, So Joshua conquered all the land, the mountain country and the south and the lowland and the wilderness slopes and all their kings. He left none remaining, but utterly destroyed all that breathed as the Lord God of Israel had commanded. And Joshua conquered them from Kadesh Barnea as far as Gaza and all the country of Goshen, even as far as Gibeon. All these kings and their land, Joshua took at one time because the Lord God of Israel fought for Israel. Then Joshua returned and all Israel with him to the camp at Gilgal. The key takeaway here is that it was the Lord who fought for them. So, what battles are you facing today? Are they your battles or the Lord's? And if you are fighting the Lord's battles, then the battle belongs to the Lord. May He empower you by His Spirit and by His Word to put your feet on the neck of your enemies, the flesh, the world, and the devil. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Next week, we'll see that the Lord delivers all the nations of Canaan to Israel just as He promised. And Joshua gives the land as an inheritance to the people. We hope you'll join us as we continue through the book of Joshua on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible.